Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Election Day. It is Election Day around the country. Go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer. All of these different elections are happening in different states around the country. Put up my screen. Here we go. <clears throat> Arizona, California, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, North Carolina, pretty much every state. The big ones, though, New Jersey, general election. And, of course, we got Virginia's statewide election. I'm going to go vote after this. But make sure you go vote. Even if it's just your town council, even if it's just your school board. We've seen just how important school board races are. So... I know we're all busy. We all got things to do, but you got to go vote. Yeah, here comes the red wave is the title of our podcast today because the red wave is coming. It's very obvious. You wouldn't have Democrats announcing their retirement a year before the midterms <laughs> if they didn't know that a red wave was coming. But the red wave is made up of you. Red wave is made up with of you. If you don't go out and vote, if you don't drag other people to vote, there is no red wave. You cannot sit this out. You got to get out and vote. It is more important than ever before. And if you live in Virginia, I shouldn't have to tell you. You should already know. You should be you should be annoyed, fed up with the ads already. But there is a big election going on in Virginia. So you got to go out and vote. It is between Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin. <laughs> and amazingly, the Republican is now in the lead in the polls. And the polls don't mean anything. Polls are snapshots in time. But it's important because as you get close to the election, when you have Democrats early voting, when it when a poll right before the election shows that the Republican is ahead, that's significant because the Democrat vote is already baked in. Right? Because most of the Democrats have already voted early or absentee. So when a poll shows Republicans surging towards the end, that means people are changing their mind. And the Democrats are, are, are floundering. They're flailing. I want to show you Terry McAuliffe last night. After his event, his, his handlers actually chased away reporters. They chased the reporters away. Mr. Producer, let's play cut number one. Thank you for coming. Can you answer a question? Thank you for coming. I just got one quite not not thank you for coming. <clears throat> of course he's not gonna answer questions. Why would he answer questions and risk <clears throat> putting his foot in his mouth. Listen, folks, this is our chance. Whether you live in Virginia or in New Jersey or any state, this is our chance to make a positive impact. When everyone says, what can we do about it? <clears throat> when everyone says, what can we do about Democrats taking over our school boards, taking over our, our town councils? We've talked on the show a lot about the role that coroners 
have played over the past year and a half. Usually people who run unopposed. This is your chance. This is your chance to fight back and take back all those positions. The very people who impose their will on the people who were tyrannical over the past year and a half, this is your chance to remove a lot of them. So everyone's been asking, we want to act. We're done talking. Let's act. This is your first way to take action. You gotta, gotta vote. And again, if you're in Virginia, you gotta vote. You gotta vote red down the ticket. Yeah, I, I don't like all Republicans, but the time to get the Republicans off the ballot, it's at the primary. Once you get to the general election, you can't sit it out. You cannot vote Libertarian. You can't. The Libertarian will never win. All that you do by voting for a Libertarian, if you are conservative, is make it easier for the Democrat to win. People say, am I getting sick? Yes. I'm trying not to. Trying not to. But I'm, I'm, I feel it coming on. My, my son is patient zero, and he brought something back from daycare the other day. So I hope not. This next clip, Terry McAuliffe, the Democrat, former governor. Now, in Virginia, you can only run, you can only be in the governor's mansion for one term. Then you got to leave. But after someone else holds the, the position, you can then come back and run again. You just can't serve consecutively. Terry McAuliffe, <laughs> this is why his handlers weren't, weren't letting him answer questions. Here's a clip of Terry McAuliffe. We, we, I was talking about it last night. We couldn't pull it for whatever reason. Terry McAuliffe saying that if he's elected, he'll make sure that teachers are less white. Let's play cut number two. And I promise you, we've got to diversify our teacher base here in Virginia. 50 per- 50% of the students in Virginia schools, K-12, 50% are students of color, and yet 80% of the teachers are white. We all know what we have to do in a school to make everybody feel comfortable in school. So let's diversify. So here's what I'm going to do. We'll be the first state in America. If you'll teach for five years here in Virginia in a high-demand area, got to be geographic or coursework, we will pay room, board, and tuition at any college, any university, any HBCU here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Any school and university, any historically black college or university. Not sure why he threw that in at the end when he says any college or university. It's kind of redundant. Kind of redundant. But no, I mean, the goal of school, obviously you want kids to be comfortable. Of course, you want kids to be comfortable. But the goal of schools, the whole purpose of schools is to educate them. If they flunk out, but they were comfortable, then the, the school's a failure. It should be merit-based. You want the best possible teachers. If the best possible teachers, I don't care if they're white, brown, purple, pink. I don't care what color skin they have. I want the best teachers teaching my kids. McAuliffe wants to fire teachers and replace them with darker skin counterparts. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about adding additional teachers to raise that percentage. He's talking about firing the white teachers and replacing them with darker skinned teachers. As if that will somehow fix the problem. You see, it's almost like his staffers told him that the, the, the voters really care about education. Oh, oh, they care about education in the cycle. I got, I know just what to say. <laughs> and then he comes out with this. Oh yeah, we need to make the, student, the teachers less white. Hit that share button if you haven't already. And, and this is my call to you. Share this with someone in Virginia. If you know someone who lives in Virginia, family, friend, anyone who lives in Virginia, share this with them. And maybe, maybe they found a way to live under a rock and have missed all the commercials. 
and they need to get woken up to go to the polls, but share this. Share this podcast. You know, <laughs> oh, we have too many white teachers. Gotta start firing them and replace them with black teachers. And yeah, if, if, if you teach for five years, we'll pay for your, your historically black college university tuition and room and board. Well, sir, why are you being so hyper-specific about, specific about race? Oh, no, no. He's injecting race into it. Like, it's it really is. Like, he heard, oh, parents are mad about critical race theory. I'll give them critical race theory. He's going to lose. I think he's going to lose. I think McAuliffe is going to lose so badly. And the Democrats are going to have no nothing to say except for all oh, the racist white people. Actually, we have a clip of that. We can go ahead and play it. Miss Bruce, you're going to skip ahead to cut number 11. Uh, this is Sabato on MSNBC talking about if Yunkin wins, it will be because of race. There are already- So how did education become the number one issue, Larry? Because one of the candidates decided it was his ticket to the governor's mansion, and he may well be right. The operative word is not critical, and it's not theory. It's race. What a shock, huh? Race. That is what matters, and that's why it sticks. There's a lot of, we can call it white backlash, white resistance, uh, whatever you want to call it. It has to do with race. And so we live in a post-factual era anyway, Chris. This is a post-factual era. It doesn't matter that it isn't taught in Virginia schools. It's this generalized attitude that whites are being put upon, and we've got to do something about it, we being white voters. Got to do something about it. Got to do something about it. (laughs) Got to do something about it. It's race. It's race. That's the only reason that Youngkin would win. It's race. It's it's white rage. They're already laying the groundwork for it. They're already laying the groundwork to explain away their defeat. Claiming that it's only race. That's the only reason that this would happen. Well, at at least they're changing the narrative because before this, their narrative instead was Trump, 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 Trump. You see, Yunkin is in the lead now because the Democrats took really bad advice and decided to make a local election about Trump. And if you want to see just how much they were talking about Trump, listen to this. This is cut number three. Let's play cut three. Terry McAuliffe wants to make this about a man who's not on the ballot in Virginia. Terry McAuliffe's campaign in Virginia is all about Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump. He keeps invoking Trump. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump. Have you made this race too much about Trump? Uh, no. Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, 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 Trump,
like, have you been talking too much about Donald Trump? And he's like, uh, no. And that just keeps going. Trump, 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 Trump. All elections are local. All politics are local. When you get down to it, that's what people care about the most. They care about their property taxes. They care about whether there's, there are going to be firefighters there to help and, and protect them should their house catch on fire. They, they worry about police response times. They worry about what is being taught to their kids in their schools. That's what they care about. They don't care <laughs> about critical race theory. Well, they care. They they oppose it. They don't. They're they're not pushing it, right? They they don't. Ha- they're not invested in making schools more race based. They just want their kids to get a good education so they can go to a good college, get a good job. Period. All politics are local, and I think the Democrats made a big mistake. A big mistake when they decided to make this all about Trump. They made it all about Trump. Mr. Bruce, let's go ahead and put up my screen. Remind everyone, this podcast is sponsored by the Conservative Daily Store. Pick up your In Dire Distress t-shirt today. You're only supposed to put the American flag upside down in a moment of real distress, real angst. Well, we're in that moment, folks. So pick up your In Dire Distress t-shirt, if you haven't already. People have been picking up like crazy. And wear it, and it's going to serve as a conversation starter, an icebreaker. People are going to come up to you and be and asking you what, what's going on. Some people may even get mad that the flag's upside down, but remind them that the flag code allows you to put it upside down when you are in dire distress. And we as a country are in dire distress and use it as a red pill moment to explain exactly why. So go to the Conservative Daily store, store.conservative-daily.com or use the link in our description. We can go ahead and take that down. So obviously, <clears throat> Glenn, McAuliffe has, has put his foot in his mouth. Trump, 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 Trump. Glenn Youngkin, in my opinion, has put out some amazing ads. Now, I understand if you live in Virginia, you're tired of it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure there's more ads than I even know about. But I want to play two of the ads just to show you the different messaging differences. Terry McAuliffe, oh, we need to make the school teachers less white. Oh, Trump, 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 Trump. Meanwhile, this is what Glenn Youngkin is doing. Let's go ahead and play this, Mr. Producer, cut number four. For too long, we've been told by the same career politicians that more government control is the answer. But this election isn't about them, it's about us. It's about law enforcement that needs our support to keep Virginia safe. Parents who want a better education for our kids and Virginians who deserve lower taxes. Together, we can build a better future that works for us. This is our moment. On November 2nd, a new day begins in Virginia. I thought that was a good ad. It gives you the, the, it lets you see what it looks like. Oh yeah, there was a bunch of old politicians just trudging down the road. I don't want to go with them. I want to go against the flow. I want to be the salmon that's swimming upstream. So that's what you see. You see them working, walking through the career politicians. I thought it was a great ad. I thought it was a fabulous ad. Let me know what you think. Obviously people get tired of ads. But I've seen these ads, and for me to see them, I don't live in Virginia. Obviously, I'd be super tired of them if I lived there. I thought it was a good ad. This is another good ad I want to play real quick. Um, Let's go ahead and play cut number five. You can feel it. You can feel it. It's happening all over the Commonwealth. Virginians are coming together like never before. This is no longer a campaign. It is a movement being led by Virginia's parents. Parents have a right to be engaged in their kids' education. 
and that's what we're standing up for right now. Friends, this is our moment to stand up for freedom, for liberty, against big government control. I mean, this is the spirit of Washington and Jefferson and Madison and Monroe and Patrick Henry. This is what Virginians do. We do not follow, we lead, we do not settle. We must press forward for a better day. And friends, this is a moment for us. We are gonna send a shockwave across this country. On Tuesday, November the 2nd, we are going to make a statement that will be heard around the world. Are you guys ready to win or what? So I'm looking at that, and obviously I, I, it's a good ad. But what, what sticks out to me are the signs that the Youngkin campaign made. Usually you seen like you see like a sign for like United Auto Workers for Democrat or or <laughs> like like moms, women for Trump, right? Their signs were parents for Youngkin. They're not making it about your gender. They're not making it about your union job. They're making it about the primary obligation that all of us have as adults. If you have kids, the primary, your primary obligation is to be a parent. Your job is to raise those kids, get them, obviously <laughs> teach them everything you know. And when you don't know it, help them learn it, raise them into adulthood, adulthood and create good members of our society, of our community. So when they say parents for Yunkin, it, it, it rings differently, and I, and I love it. So we're able to get Joe on remotely. So as a former resident of Virginia, I'm sure he has a lot to say on this issue. Why don't we bring Joe on, Mr. Producer? Hey, Joe, can you hear us? What's up, Max? Hey. Yeah, can you hear me? So I don't know why we, 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 we got told earlier you weren't on, but we're glad to bring you on. Um, we're talking about the Virginia well, race, some time upcoming red wave. Well, I had some time this morning, so I thought it was a good idea for me to get on and, and uh, encourage people to go vote. Absolutely. We, I showed all the list of the different states. Pretty much everywhere has something going on. But uh, even if it isn't a, a general election, school boards, everything, you gotta you got to vote. So go online, check what precinct you're on if you don't already know, and head out and vote today. Just you got to do it. Go ahead, Joe. So listen, it's it's not just Virginia. It's across the nation. And you would say that these are off elections, right? These are off year elections, but they're they're actually more important now because they, they set the stage for 2022. Now, some of you will say they're going to steal our election. Some of you will say that it's not going to matter. My vote's not going to count. There, there's a wave and a movement happening right now to hold hold our election system accountable. And so we know that it's going to be a red wave. And we'll also be out there with the math, making sure that we're double checking the elections that happened in 2021. We are never going to come off of the fact that these voting machine companies have to go. We're never going to get off that fact, right? But what does have to happen is that we have to put ourselves in the position, the best position to win. And that best position to win is not to have 80 million people come out and vote but to have 115 million people come out and vote, 120 million people come out and vote, 
and really show them across the nation that they have no place in our community. They have no place in our community. Make them cheat so badly that it puts us in a better position where we can again show that they're nothing but frauds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're seeing that we're seeing a perfect storm against Democrats right now in Virginia, because obviously they count on early votes. They count on the mail-in ballots, but the mail-in ballots aren't coming in the way they wanted to. We know today that, that you go to different areas of the state, the, the early vote turnout, it's only 10% of the electorate right now, between 10 and 15% of the electorate in the major cities. We're talking about Richmond, right? That's where Democrats are counting Fairfax, another example. That's where they're counting on the biggest turnout. And what we're seeing out of all of the possible registered voters in these areas, you're only seeing between 10 and 20% have actually voted early, voted absentee. So the number isn't there. So we're, we're going to be able to look at these numbers going into Election Day. If the number of early votes, you're only seeing 20%, 10 to 20% turnout. It's usually around 15 based on the numbers I saw. If all of a sudden tomorrow the numbers flip, say, oh, yeah, we got massive. Remember, that's what they said in 2020. Oh, we got 100% turnout. You can't fake it. You can't fake it because they've actually publicized the numbers. Now, in Fairfax, Fairfax is saying that they might need to be counting till Friday. Think about that, Joe. Counting till Friday. With a, with Why would they need to count till Friday? Yeah. yeah. Because it's all so They have like a 14% Max. early vote turnout. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, wow. you know, again, they're, they're setting the stage to take it away from us. No, they are. They are. It's it. It's <laughs> you're right. I, I don't understand why if only 14, 15 percent of eligible voters have voted early, why you need to spend till Friday to count those ballots. It just doesn't make any sense. The only reason is you need to figure out how many votes you need to manufacture. Which, again, you look at what the Democrats are doing. They're fighting in Virginia and filing lawsuits against the Postal Service because they're claiming the Postal Service didn't get all the ballots out. Now, Joe, I used to live in Colorado, and there was one year where my ballot didn't reach me. So you know what I did? I got up off my butt, and I went and voted in person. I went and voted in person. That's what you do. The Democrats act like if you don't get your ballot, you've been disenfranchised. No. All you got to do is get off your rear end hop in the car, hop on a public transportation, whatever, and, and go and vote in person. It's not, you're not being disenfranchised. You're, you're being a little bit inconvenienced if you had expected to vote one way or another. But democracy should be a little inconvenient. You should have to get up off your seat and fight for it and actually, and actually give a crap. So no, the Democrats are concerned because they understand that when the absentee ballots don't reach the houses that they're supposed to go to, then the ballot harvesters can't collect them. And the ballot, ballot harvesters can't collect the ballots and vote on behalf of the people that should have been voting, then they can't be guaranteed they're going to be Democrat votes. We saw what happened in Wisconsin. If, if the absentee ballots aren't reaching the nursing homes, then the nursing home staff can't be voting all Democrat for the, for the patients who aren't even lucid. That's why the Democrats are pissed. Because Republicans would say, hey, you know what? They didn't come, they didn't come in. Make sure you just go and vote in person. Take, it, take a half an hour, an hour. It's very important. Go do it. Democrats are pissed because they know if the ballots don't arrive, they won't get the votes because they've been, they've been fabricating them. Well, and you, you're going to see that uh, a larger number of these elections are being watched very closely by Republicans and Republicans are. And, and again, I want to I want to step aside for a minute and put Republicans over here and I want to put Democrats over here. 
And we're going to talk about the independents, the people in the middle that no one wants to seem to talk about, but everyone wants to seem to get to, to them to vote for one side or the other, right? The, the independents by themselves have the ability to sway every, any and every election, right? They, they, they are probably the largest, most powerful group in this country. And so as we get out there and we look at what's happening with the Republicans and the Democrats, most of the country, even if you take about, you know, 70, 80 percent of the Republicans and 70, 80 percent of the Democrats, all of those people have pretty close to the same ideals, right? Same ethical standards. Now you got the fringes, small, very, a very small fringe, I would say, on the yeah. on the right and a very big fringe um, on the left. But they're looking at these elections and saying they're not fair. They're not free. We, you have a certain group that of the radical left terrorists that are that are affecting an entire election. And so they're smart enough right now, even as independents, to say, I'm going to step in the gap. I'm going to volunteer. I've had massive conversations with many, 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 many people that are in the independent box just by themselves. And they say, listen, I'm not for I'm not for Republicans or Democrats. I think both of them are equally as corrupt. They woke up long before I did. But I think that we have an obligation to make sure that the voice of the American people is heard. And that certainly is not the case. That certainly is not what has happened across our nation in 2020. And you know that this radical leftist agenda is going to try to do the same thing in 2021. But frankly, the heat is up too high, Max. And I think that they know that they'll be thrown out on their head and you will see an uprising that, that like you've never seen before. And frankly, I think they're afraid of the violence because at that point, I think people will have lost hope in any sort of reality that's happening. I mean, to even say so that, is, that what's yeah. his name, uh, McCullough, even to say that he actually has 48% of the vote is a lie, is a lie. Every single poll of people being pulled on the streets shows that no one has any enthusiasm for him at all, uh -huh. not just a little bit, but at all. Yeah, so if we go ahead, go to my screen, Ms. Bruce, this is what I was telling, talking about a little earlier. This, These are the early voting numbers for different parts of Virginia. So you can see the, the early voting numbers for Virginia as a whole, for every 1,000 registered voters, 132.6 of them, that's the rate, have voted early. So at Hampton Roads, it's 128. So that's about the average, but in Newport News City, it's down to 93. So it's 9.3% turnout for early voting. That's not good for Democrats. If Democrats wanted to win fair and square, they would need to turn out a lot more Democrats in Newport News. Here, Suffolk, 13, 113. So 11.3%. In Richmond, 11.2%. And Norfolk, 10.5. 10 10.4. Rounded up to 10.5. These numbers are not here for a fair and square Democrat win. They just aren't. <clears throat> you cannot win the state of Virginia if you only turn out 10%, 10.5% early voting in Norfolk. You, you can't do it. That's that's where they're counting on Democrat votes. So if the Democrats aren't voting there early, they're not voting on election day. Well, some of them will, but most of them won't. So when you see these polls showing Yunkin ahead, these early vote numbers are already baked into the polls. They're baked into the polls. So when you have all of your supporters vote early, and then as you go up to the election, you see that your support isn't increasing. That means you're not picking up the late deciders. You're not picking up the same day voters. So we're what we're seeing is same day voters, uh, election day voters are swinging to Yunkin. 
And that's one of the challenges with the Democrat vote early scheme. If you get every single Democrat to vote early and, and no one likes you, you lose. There's no chance to actually swing people towards the end of an election. So yeah, these are not numbers that would that would make it possible for a Democrat to win fair and square. We'll see. We'll see. The, the, the day well, is young for voter fraud. Yeah, we, 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 we are looking at a concentration, like as we sit and look at Virginia, Virginia is a great state to look at, but what about what about places like California? What about places like Colorado? What about places that are that are predominantly um, they tell us blue states, but they're really not blue states. E- even in those states, we're seeing numbers drop off. We're also seeing that ballots are not being delivered. Right? Had a, co- a conversation with a friend where they got their ballots, but their sons did not get their ballots. It's a real problem. It's a real problem. We we are facing a very, 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 very big problem in our country as it relates to the the election mechanism, the runbacks, the dominions, the ESNS of the world. And they know that all the eyes are on them, but they're going to start cheating. They're going to cheat in places they know that they think they can get away with cheating. Right? They're going to cheat in places like California. They're going to cheat again, more places like Colorado. They're going to cheat in places like uh, Minnesota. They're going to tre- cheat in those areas because they feel like well, there's no one there to do anything. I think they're going to be really surprised because there's a planned kind of, uh, you know, step in the gap environment in Colorado specifically um, that, that we know about and California to say, no, we're not going to let it stand. We're not going to let it stand. Yeah. Even those areas, Max, are showing a massive turn. Yeah, I think they will be surprised. I think all of you will be surprised at just how great of a deal Air Med Care Network is. If you go to link in our description, sign up with our sponsor, Air Med Care Network. that's all it costs for one year. It gives coverage for you, your spouse, your household. So if you have kids living at home, it covers them too. Should any of you need to be airlifted to a hospital for a medical emergency? We don't get to choose how and when a medical disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you go to the hospital. You'd be surprised at how many people in the suburbs or the cities actually need to be airlifted. It happens all the time. Well, with Air MedCare Network, they make sure that you don't go bankrupt to pay for it. When you sign up today at airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back depending on how many years you sign up for. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. We're seeing a lot of people, Joe, signing up to be poll watchers. So in Virginia, I've seen some people in the in the comment section saying that Republicans – outnumber Democrat poll watchers two to one. I know that that there was a mass a frantic call that went out this past week for Virginia Republicans to sign up as poll watchers. And I think they filled over 90, over 95% of the spots that they needed. So now we watch. I mentioned this yesterday on the show. I, I, I mentioned this yesterday at the show. If you're going to go vote and you're waiting in line, something easy you can do is if you, you can go into your phone's Wi-Fi settings and just check, just check to see what wireless networks are available. Because maybe they get sloppy. Maybe, maybe the people that are still in the election kept, kept the wireless networks visible to the public. Just take a screenshot. Take a screenshot. You never know when that might be useful coming up. What do you think of that, Joe? Um, I think that... Uh... You know, I, I, we've been trying to put together a plan where we understand what's happening across the nation um, and how we can combat it without removing the voting machines. And I don't think that that's going to be a possibility. I think getting more people to actually come and be poll watchers will really be helpful. I think doing things where you can create an army of people 
that can say, look, we're not going to, we're not, we're not tolerating this anymore. I also think that if you're going to go in there and you're going to use your phone and say, Hey, listen, we want to, uh, uh, you have some wireless networks here. You need to explain this to us, or excuse me, if you see it, you should be walk up there and ask them, Hey, you need to explain this to us. Why is there a wireless open network inside of the polling place? Right. Call them out right away. Call them out. Also look around for wires, look around for any sort of wires that would be connected to the internet uh, via a hard line. These are really important things to do, right? So you can understand whether or not that system can be compromised and report it back. So we have an army of people that can do things to make sure that we can disrupt what they do on the radical left and putting an eye on it across the nation is going to be the number one thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So we have some more cuts. I don't know if, if you if you watch any of uh, any of Youngkin's rally last night. He had two big rallies. He had a rally in obviously in Virginia Beach, and then he went back to Loudoun County to close out his campaign. You can always tell you can always tell where the momentum is by where people choose to close out their campaigns. Trump famously in 2016 closed out his campaign in Michigan. Right. You, you, you want to end strong. You want to close where you think you have the best chance to flip. Going back to Loudoun County, where this whole deal with the Loudoun County School Board kind of kickstarted this this late push to make the election about school schools to go back there um, and have the massive crowds that he did. Again, it, it shows that the tide is turning. We have a couple of videos of that. Um, so why don't, why don't we play that? Let me see which one it is. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's we're gonna go ahead to cut number nine. This is a uh, this was an eight a.m. rally a couple days ago. Eight a.m. Yunkin rally. Let's play cut nine. Eight AM. Eight AM. I, I I don't know if I would be there at eight AM. But he got he got most people there. And then Joe, there was a rally last night. Well shit. So it looked like a mini Trump rally. A mini Trump rally in northern Virginia. Again, it should spell it should spell trouble for the Democrats. Let's play cut number ten. So it looks like a, it looks like a rock concert. Everyone's having fun. They're pop, passing around the beach balls, right? This is what it looks like when you know you're ahead, when you know you're winning. You have fun. Remember what you said, remember what you said yesterday that uh, the radical left, um, they can't stand it that we're fighting, but we're still we still have joy. <laughs> yeah, no, they can't. They, they hate like we, it. We have a lot. We have a lot. They can't. They can't. They can't take that away from us. We're like, ah, okay. All right, we're going to yeah. take everything back. Don't worry, right? We're, we know this is the beaches of Normandy, but we're going to play a little bit of music and have a little bit of fun. And while we beat the living, you know what, out of you. Yeah. No, that's, that, the that's part of the reason the Democrats are so angry. Yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. We, we have a little bit of a delay since you're out of studio, but go ahead. Keep, keep going. Yeah. No, go ahead. I, I finished. I was done. <laughs> So, yeah, no, they hate us 
because we have fun. They hate us because we can meme. Democrats can't meme. If you've ever watched or looked at any of the memes that they produced under Trump, they're, they're, they're awful. They're terrible. They have no sense of humor. And they despise us for it because they went four years waking up every day miserable miserable because one man that they didn't like was in the white house now we we hate it just as much but we don't let it destroy us we don't let it ruin our lives right we fight like hell but we also have fun we smile we laugh because as as i said the other day if you let them suck out the joy if you if you let them just take away all of your happiness then they win that's their goal their goal is to make you so miserable that you can't make fun of them. That's their goal. So you, you gotta you gotta stay the course. You guys keep laughing, keep smiling, keep having a good time while fighting like hell. Otherwise, you let them win. So we have well, a couple other clips we're... of Yunkin. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Again, we have the delay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we're seeing that it's not just a red wave. And it's not, and, and I want to say that people have been red pilled. We talked about my friend the other day, and you know he called me up. Been friends for over twenty years, and I said, "Hey, man, hey, bro, what's up? How you doing? How's that red pill treating you?" He goes, "It's stuck in my throat." <laughs> and I, and I, and I kept asking more questions. He goes, "You know what, Joe? I just appreciate the fact that you haven't beat me to death with it." He goes, "I sit there and watch some of the podcasts you have, and I, I have a tough time swallowing when you call every." Democrat, pedophile, rapist, and closet racist. Um, but he do he he called to basically say thank you for the apology, and he accepts my apology as a long, uh, a lifelong Democrat and a good friend of mine for many years. But he goes, Joe, it's hard to ignore some of the other things that that you and Max talk about on the podcast, and that is the degradation that's happening in the minority communities. He's minority. The degradation that's happening in inner cities that are run by Democrats. And I think Democrats are waking up to the fact that they're not safe. You have places like Chicago, where it's just not a safe place to be for anyone. I mean, even if you're even if you're you know a bystander, you're literally running to school, running home. You're doing everything you can to stay out of the fire, and you have no idea where that fire is going to come from. So I think that you know calling it a red wave, I think it's an American wave. I think the wave across America is to restore order. I think the wider moment might come from some unlikely alliances that we have across this country. And I think that, that, that those, those unlikely alliances are necessary in order to restore us to a place where everyone wants their kids to have a better, better life. Right. But that's just yeah. not happening. And I think people on both sides of the aisle are, are recognizing that. I think I don't want to give them too much of the benefit of the doubt. I think that leftists want kids to have a better life. I think that the the problem is that they are prescribing things that will do the exact opposite, right? They, they believe that kids will have a better life if they deliberately inject race into school curriculums. Like I understand how you could possibly believe that a kindergartner will have a better life if you convince them that they are inherently evil because of of the mel- of the <laughs> of their skin color, right? Or, or that someone who is a little bit darker than another student is inherently a victim. I don't understand how that makes their lives better. And we played this earlier before you came on. I'm going to play it again because I want to get your take on it. This was McAuliffe's, one of his closing arguments yesterday, that he wants to make teachers less white. The teachers are too white. And if he's elected, by golly, he's going to make sure that the teachers are less white. Let's play this clip again for Joe so he can react. Let's play cut number two. And I promise you, we've got to diversify our teacher base here in Virginia. 50 per- 
50% of the students at Virginia schools, K-12, 50% are students of color, and yet 80% of the teachers are white. We all know what we have to do in a school to make everybody feel comfortable in school. So let's diversify. So here's what I'm going to do. We'll be the first state in America. If you'll teach for five years here in Virginia in a high-demand area, that it be geographic or coursework, we will pay room, board, and tuition at any college, any university, any HBCU here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. So I said this at the start, Joe. When you say any college or any university, and then he adds any HCBU, or any historically black college or university, HBCU, um, that's redundant. He's just trying to pander to race at that point. But what do you think about the big plan yeah, to make I, teachers less white? I, I think that he uh, he's a white guy sitting up on the stage who, frankly, is, uh, is a disgrace to any race. Um, but I think that people in Virginia specifically, they're done with the race argument. They're done with the racism deal. They're looking around going, well, that's just not true. That's just not true. Now you do have those people that feel empowered by using race as a as a dog whistle, but most of America doesn't care about race. Most of America does not care about race. Most of America, by the way, even the ones that came from India or Africa or some other places, know that when they were back there, it was people of their own color that were abusing them, causing major strife yeah. in their nation. So they're not looking around saying it's white people that are the problem. What they're doing is they're looking around and saying. Our problem is the fact that these radicals want to destroy us. They want to keep us divided because an America together that understands the tenets of the Constitution is an America that can take anything. They, they, they can do anything. And so they see that as they see this as, oh, yeah, OK, he's just. And, and I noticed, by the way, that his enthusiasm, he looked it looked like a Biden rally. There wasn't a whole lot of people there um, to support. Well, him. You so did hear a couple people empty, applauding. He did say we're going to make yeah. the teachers less white. And there were a couple of people like, yeah, woo, that's my issue. You can hear yeah. him in the back. Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are not being able to pay their bills. They're, they're, they're dealing with major crime and strife in, in Virginia. And he wants to talk about the schools being less white. This, this, is, this is the consummate um, inability to understand who your audience is and what's really facing the American people. And 90% of the, of the, candidates out there on both sides have no courage like if you yeah. they just don't have any courage and so uh, my issue is youngkin if he gets in which i do believe he will get in and other uh, republicans around the country they have to stop listening to the gop and start listening to the people they have to stop listening to a platform and people that want to bark things down at the national level or state level and they have to start doing the right thing by the people. Get into the community and say, hey, what, what, is, what is truly bothering you? And then you'll have the, obviously, the uh, lobbyist groups and everyone else that gives them money and says, hey, remember I gave you money? Remember I gave you money? Well, now it's your opportunity to turn on them and say, listen, I don't care if you gave me money. I could care less if you gave me money. What I care about is that these are the five things that are facing America. These are the five things that are facing people from being able to protect their family. And the top number one thing that is facing America today, the number one thing is facing America today, in my opinion, is the fact that we are overburdened and we are we are underrepresented. We're overburdened. I mean, 52 percent of taxes. And I talked to my friend yesterday who said, Joe, my taxes are at 70 percent. He goes, you don't you don't understand as a business owner. I'm at 70 percent. And I went, 
So you're trying to tell me that 70% of a year belongs to the government, you're a slave. He goes, we've been all trying to figure that out. And the big corporations have already figured it out. The Amazons of the world, they're paying the same taxes that they paid 20 years ago. They're paying today on five times as much net revenue. What are we doing? We're paying more. Yeah. We're not paying our fair share. We're being enslaved by this oppressive regime. So I think the number one thing that our government needs to figure out on both sides of the aisle is how to shrink the government, how to take 50% of the government, cut it in half, throw it away, and then set new standards by which we actually are taxed. 52% on average is about three times what it should be. We should be averaging around 15%. We should own our own property, own our own houses. We should, we should not have the burdens of saying that we work for the federal government, we work for the state government, and that we are their slave. But that's exactly what happened. And these candidates like Youngkin need to not get amnesia when they walk in, and they need to honor the people in America, honor the people that are on the ground to see what's happening and make sure they do the right thing by their constituents. So we covered last week when it was happening, Tiki Gate, when they basically took a bunch of fake white supremacists. I'm going to see if I can pull up a picture. Here we go. Um, if you want to just understand what Tiki Gate was, this, if we go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This was Tiki Gate in a nutshell, sending a black person to pretend to be a white supremacist. It was my Halloween costume this year. Um, that was Tiki Gate. It didn't work. It backfired. And you had all these media reporters, uh, journalists, all jumping on the story immediately, as soon as it happened, like they were ready, they were waiting, they knew this was going to happen. They got tipped off, so they were going to try and promote it, spread it far and wide as fast as they could. Conservatives were able to debunk them first, thank goodness. But now we have a new fake racism push from the media. These are, no, keep, keep on my screen. These are three different reporters who all took their picture, the pictures that ran for their for their outlets, at the Loudoun County rally, standing behind a man with a freshly sewn Confederate flag onto his jean jacket. Here's the first one. Here's the next one. And then there's the next one. All three of them. Three different reporters all just happened to be in the same place, taking the picture that they guy, ran yeah. with behind yeah. the one guy with a freshly sewn, brand new, it looks like it looks like they literally just finished ironing it on or stitching it on. It's the same kind of false flag psyop. They want the last image that people see to be of not the massive rally, not the moms and dads who are coming out to make sure that they fight for their kids' future. They want the official photo to be the brand new jacket with the brand new Confederate flag patch ironed or sewn on. Sewn on. Yeah, so this is, again, this is the, I think the American people are waking up to this reality. I want to play a video, Max, if I can, from here. Mr. Producer, did you, did you get that video I sent over to you? Just got it. I'm putting it in. Okay, so if you, if you uh, uh, can go ahead and play this video, Max, this is a two-minute video, and it's a perfect indication of what's happening across our country. So we are back. Apologies. Joe's meme video was so spicy. It crashed our stream. And Mr. Brewster, make sure you're hitting record if you haven't. Our, our Joe's spicy, spicy memes crashes the screen, uh, crash the stream. I guess that is a better explanation than saying fill in, fill in producer. Zach has fat fingers. Not quite sure what just happened, but we did go down. We are back now. Joe is not there, though, because everything just completely 
crap the bed. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Though that it tends to happen more when we have skeleton crews. Um, so we'll see if we can get Joe back on for the last couple of minutes. I think that, Mr. Producer, that also means that we don't have any of my cuts left anymore. That is true. I'm pulling them back up. I would not don't pull the ones we already did, just pull the ones that we didn't do. Pull up uh six, seven, eight, and then twelve, thirteen. Um, so we're gonna give him a second to pull those cuts up. Apologies. Not sure what exactly happened there, but obviously something, something did happen. I'll, I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna blame the Democrats. It seems like as good of an excuse as any. We'll blame the Democrats for that one. So we're gonna have him pull again. Mister, just focus on six, seven, eight, twelve, and thirteen. Um, actually, if we uh, if we go ahead and go to my screen, Mister Producer. Uh, if you go to my screen, you don't even have to do one of them. This was from Joe Biden's, Joe Biden's event. event. He, has he has the note cards. No, go go back. Go put it back up. Um, he has a note card. And you can see on the note card, he has the reporter's names. The reporter's names and their description and their picture of who he's allowed to call on. So you can see here on this note card, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, six reporters that he's told to call on what they look like so he can make sure he calls in the right one here's the challenge the white house has forced them all to wear masks so <laughs> a couple times lately he actually has called on the wrong reporter or not really known who he's supposed to be calling on but that is his actual sheet telling him who he's allowed to call on who's been pre-selected and what they look like and I guess, I mean, it sounds like what their questions are going to be. Like, you see you see the text. We can't really make out what it says. But that's a whole lot more than just their name. It sounds like they're telling them what the question's going to be about. That's what it looks like to me. I mean, I'm just seeing. I can't actually read what it says. But that's a hell of a lot more text than just their name and what news outlet they're with. So it's all scripted. It's all fake. None of it's real. We go ahead and take down my screen, Mr. Producer. So before we go, I, I want to play one of the last cuts because this was this was so confusing to me. And I think this was a moment where we actually got some real honesty from Joe Biden. We got some real honesty from him. He was late to an event. Obviously, he's going around Europe um, pretending to be president, promising to destroy the American economy, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, he was late to an event, and when they asked him why, he said he was playing with elevators. Miss Producer, let's play this cut 13. One sec. Okay. We had three cuts to pull back up, but we don't have them. So I will keep vamping. Yeah, he, he, he said that he was late because he was too busy playing with elevators. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. He was too busy playing with elevators. President of the United States, asterisk. Leader of the free world, asterisk. Mixed, missed, almost missed, was late to an event because he said he was too busy playing with elevators. I think that might have been a moment of Joe Biden honesty. I think he might have just been completely zoned out, pushing the button on the elevators. Maybe he was like a little kid, pushing every single ready. button on the elevator. I don't know what you just said because I was busy talking. Do we have cut 13? Cut 13 is ready, my bad. Okay. All right, let's, let's play it. 
the President of the United States. Please sit down. I apologize for keeping you waiting. We were uh, playing with elevators. <laughs> Long story. At any rate, good evening. No one knows what that means. Is that, is that, co I don't know what that means. The only thing I can think of is the little kid who pushes every single button. Or like, if you've ever seen the movie Elf, where Buddy the Elf pushes every single button on the Empire State Building to make it look like a lit up Christmas tree. That's the only thing I can think of playing with elevators. That they are late to the event because Joe Biden got so, per got so excited about all of the buttons. They pushed every button. And that's why they were late, because they had to wait until it hit every single floor. Playing with elevators. That is why he's late. Well, we're 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 almost out of time. Joe Joe had to hop off. He he got disconnected and the whole crash messed that up. But we'll be back on tonight. And what we have in store for you tonight, you want to make sure you tune in for this. We're gonna have, I believe it's the editor in chief of the Babylon Bee on talking about what they do. And if you don't know, Babylon Bee, one of the funniest, and again, this is how conservatives have a sense of, a sense of humor. Liberals don't. One of the funniest satire news websites out there, the Babylon Bee. So he's going to be on tonight talking about what they do over there. I want to talk to him a lot about big tech censorship, a lot about fact checks, because they get fact checked a ton. And I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of really funny stories about fact checkers not understanding the humor, the satire, the sarcasm. So make sure you tune in for that. That's going to be tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you can't watch live, make sure you tune in by audio. Going to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible, all great places. Subscribe there. And make sure you tune in to the audio podcast. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in for that. And if you need a little help, a little reminder, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. And you get a little notification before we go live, what we're going to talk about and how and where you can watch us. So again, that's that's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>